hello, and welcome to another episode of the Logged In Podcast. My name is Ani. My name is Sue. And we got a great episode here for you today talking about the NFL, NFL Free Agency. Free Agency Day 1 is done for us right now. We're recording this at the end of Day 1, but there's still a lot that has gone on. Several huge trades, several huge signings, some record signings, so we're going to talk all about that. We're going to talk about how the Raiders, uh, like usual, screwed themselves over and gave away one of their best offensive players. So very excited to talk about that as a Chargers fan. Uh, Shri, just quick, quickly, like, you know, the Raiders already suck. Now they suck even more. How do you feel about that? I We'll get to Trent Brown. We'll get to him. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's ease into that, shall we? So you want to go, let's go chronologically. So one of the first sort of big dominoes to fall was Carson Wentz. There was a lot of questions on where he'd go, what he'd do. All signs pointed to some sort of trade happening. And the Eagles potentially drafting a quarterback or buying all into Jalen Hurts. And Carson Wentz got traded. He got traded on February 18th to the Indianapolis Colts, who just lost their starting quarterback, Phillip Rivers, because he retired. The Colts still do have Jacoby Brissett, but I guess, although he was their starter for a year, they don't trust him, slash they want to explore the option. So they traded a 2021 third-round draft pick and a conditional 2022 second round draft pick for Carson Wentz and so Carson Wentz is going to be back reunited with Frank Reich who's the head coach of the Colts and who was the offensive coordinator of the Eagles when Wentz had his almost MVP season in 2017-2018 so he's going to be reunited with an offensive mind who knows what Wentz likes knows what Wentz doesn't like and we'll see how it's going to go and a lot of people think that with a fantastic offensive line a really good young defense and some pretty good offensive weapons, especially now with the emergence of Jonathan Taylor. The Colts are looking like a real contender in the AFC. Yeah, and with the offensive line, like you say, it's the Eagles allowed 65 sacks last season. So whatever you want to say about Carson Wentz, whether he can handle the moment, whether he's a good enough quarterback to be the leader of a Super Bowl contender, they allowed 65 sacks, and the Colts allowed 21 on the season so you had an aging philip rivers who definitely still showed he had something in the tank ultimately ended up retiring but a pretty good season for an aging quarterback now think about what Wentz can do now reunited with frank reich with an offensive line that can actually protect them i think we're gonna see more of the carson Wentz that was from the 2017-18 season than what we've been seeing these last two three years i don't necessarily agree with that i I mean, look, having a great offensive line is really important. I think that's going to help Carson Wentz. I think he's going to be better than he was the last year or two in Philly. But I think he's nowhere close to the quarterback that he was in 2017. I think his injury changed some things. But also just I think that might have been a fluke season. I don't, when watching Carson Wentz, have a lot of faith in him as a quarterback, especially when I look at other people. And although he's mobile, like how mobile is he now? He's been really banged up the past few years, especially with his injury. I just don't think he's going to be that good of a quarterback. I'm going to be honest, regardless of how many ever offensive weapons he has around him. Well, Michael Pittman Jr., T.Y. Hilton, Jonathan Taylor, this great offensive line, Akerbeck, Quinton, Nelson. I don't think the Colts are going to be better with Carson Wentz than they were with Phillip Rivers. But that, that may be a hot take, but I don't know. No, I see what you're saying, but like, who was his best weapon last year? Like Jalen Rager? Like 
Wentz no, had mean, almost nobody to throw to. Like, he was quite literally throwing to practice squad receivers. So now, with an elite receiver in T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle, some actual playmakers who can help him out, like you said, Jonathan Taylor, who's coming into his own, I think this Colts team is dangerous, and Carson Wentz, there, there's going to be an element of variance, right? Like, he could either be really close to that MVP level player, or he could just continue to show why Philly moved on and went with Jalen Hurts as their quarterback. So oh, no. I don't know. I mean, I think I, I think if I'm the Colts, like this is a good move because it doesn't cost you that much, and the potential is there, as you said. Many more weapons on this Colts team than the Eagles team has had in the last few years, right? And so, like, what well, Michael Pittman Jr. is, I think right now a better receiver than Jalen Rager just because he got to develop more. You know, and he may not be a general, a better receiver in general, but he showed that he was a better receiver this past year. And I agree, the potential is there. The variance, the possibility for a really good season is there. I think that's what the Colts did this move. And if I was them, this is a no-brainer move, right? Right. Because like, it's not like you have expiring pieces that like need to be traded or signed or something. Like most of your team, eh, it depends. Your defense is the part that like needs to be locked down, but. Most of your team, at least on the offensive end of things, are on rookie contracts or on deals that you can keep them for another year. So I think overall, like this is a better move than having Jacoby Brissett just start a quarterback with like no backup. So you know what overall. I feel like this situation resembles. Remember when Alex Smith for years just like never lived up to the hype of being the number one overall pick in the draft, and he had once Jim Harbaugh came in and really turned that Niners team around. Alex Smith showed flashes like he showed flashes as to why a team would consider building around him like didn't make the pro bowl with the niners nothing crazy nothing flashy but showed that he could lead a team in the playoffs made some big plays the, the you everyone knows the plays with vernon davis and michael crabtree whatever they the niners did some cool things but what the chiefs did in signing alex smith after seeing what he did do in the harbaugh years and developing him into a pro bowl quarterback like i feel like that's what Wentz is going to be with Indy. Like, Frank Reich, a good O-line, solid weapons. I'm leaning towards him being a better quarterback than what people, I guess, think of him right now. No, oh, Yeah, and I think I, I, I think it's a really good comparison to draw. My only issue with it is the, the injury part of it. You know, I think with Alex Smith, like when he was in San Francisco, I think the reason he never lived up to his potential was because the coaching there sucked before Jim Harbaugh came around. And then Jim Harbaugh came around, and then he went to Andy Reid and the Chiefs. And it was a good fit. And I think he never was limited by physicality. You know, he, he was limited by scheme and by play calling. Whereas Wentz, in this case, was not only limited by scheme and play calling and personnel, but also by injury. And I just don't think his mechanics are there. I think that's the biggest aspect. It's like when I watch him, I don't have faith that he will throw the ball where he wants to throw the ball. I don't have faith that if the pocket is collapsing, he feels comfortable like he did in 2017 to run for the touchdown when they're in the red zone. I don't feel comfortable with those things watching him. Maybe it's because the offensive line sucked and he basically had no weapons, but you know. But I think it's also like a combination of Doug Peterson just not dialing up proper offensive schemes. Like, Oh, no, for sure. We're, we're taking a bold leap and saying Doug Peterson is not a good football coach. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, he did win a Super Bowl over Bill Belichick, so that is uh, probably a fantastic accomplishment that, in my opinion, he should go to the Hall of Fame for just for that. But, And I, I genuinely am being serious. Like, There's only two coaches that have ever beaten Bill Belichick in a Super Bowl. And that's Tom Coughlin and Doug Peterson. 
and Tom Coughlin is a mess now. Not like a mess mess, but like he did not do too well with the like with his involvement with the Jaguars and now there is okay. I think he's he's still a Hall of Famer. Two Super oh no, Bowls? I mean he's a Hall of Famer for sure, but like, you know, I I think Doug Peterson should be a Hall of Famer just for that reason. But moving on to someone who is a for sure Hall of Fame lock, defensive end JJ Watt. Jonathan Joseph Watt. That is not his name. I don't really know what the J stand for. I may be right, but he is going to the Arizona Cardinals. He signed a two-year deal for an estimated $31 million, $23 million guaranteed. What's the, his name? The JJ stands for Justin James. Ah, I was close. I was close. I was close. It's Bro, there just, was a... You picked two just absolutely top 100 names to name your child and just went with it. I think there was a player on the Texans, like a cornerback named like JJ Joseph or something Joseph, and it was like Jonathan Joseph or something. I don't know. Maybe that's where I'm getting it from. Anyway, Justin James Watt. Um, yeah, going to the Cardinals, 31, signed a huge contract. And I feel bad for Russell Wilson because he already had to deal with Nick Bosa. He already had to deal with Aaron Donald. And now he has to deal with JJ Watt. And he has to deal with Chandler Jones. And NFC West is for sure the best division in football now. No doubt about it. Yeah, I think the Cardinals defense has elite level talent at almost every position. You have um, at free safety, they have Buda Baker. And at corner, they have Patrick Peterson, who didn't necessarily play at an elite level last year, but I think he can get back to that. I think he's that type of player. Um, Chandler Jones, if he's healthy, elite. J.J. Watt, again, health, but he's elite at his position. So... It's a very scary defense that's coming into its own. Um, this is a team that I think should have made the playoffs last year. They stumbled at the end. They had a really good season. Um, Kyler showed strides. But now with Watt in the mix, it's just another scary element for an already imposing division, I guess. Like, I, I see no weaknesses in that division. Yeah. I mean, I think the only weakness I see with the Cardinals is their linebacker depth. They do have Hassan Reddick, and I think Dennis Gardeck really, like, like became a better linebacker throughout the year, but I still think in terms of depth, that's the only piece that's missing is like probably their linebacker depth. But I mean, their front end is like their front four are great or front three. I don't have to play a three, four or four, three, but their, their pass rush is going to be fantastic. And they do have a lot of good players in the secondary and what Deshaun Watts, not Deshaun, Deandre Hopkins, sorry, <laughs> Deandre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, uh, running backs. I mean, I guess Kenyon Drake is like good. He's nice. I slept. I guess. Uh, I mean, sure. Uh, I mean, when you have Kyler Murray and, and that's a quarterback, you don't really need that good of a running back. But, I mean, we'll see if this help, helps helps Cliff King, Kingsbury. Maybe he doesn't need to focus that much on the defensive aspect of it. And he's like, yeah, J.J. Watt could basically be defensive coordinator now and just, like, handle everything and, like, hopefully they can turn it around. But I think they were in a lot of close games last year, and they won a lot of games that they shouldn't have won. They lost a lot of games that they should have won. They were in so many tight games, and so... I mean, uh, granted, this this division is extremely competitive, right? So six of your 16 games are going to be dogfights that are going to be very difficult for you to win, right? And I think probably every single team in the NFC West is just really competitive and almost on the same level where that like maybe you can't give one advantage over the other. So I, I still think the Niners are the weakest team in this division. Like I think the Rams upgraded. Right with the oh, Stafford wait, dude, for the Goff we, swap. We literally didn't even. That wasn't on the show notes. Like that wasn't what we like. We should talk about that. No, we, I, we we'll we'll get to it. But I feel like that that was covered so much in general that 
I, I mean, know. it's I, just I, not as okay. recent anymore. But I mean, yeah, we can talk about it. we can talk about okay, it right we're now. We're on the NFC West. Let's talk about it. Stafford went to the Rams for uh, Jared Goff, and I forgot the terms of the deal. But I think what the Rams traded three picks and Goff for Stafford. Yes. So the Rams traded. I'm not sure if that's right. I'm I'm going to Google it's, it. But I know they whatever the case is, the Lions got way more aside from just a one for one swap than what the Rams got. Yeah, hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. The Rams traded a first-round pick in 2022, 2023, and a third-round pick in 2021. I was right. So three picks. So basically, the Rams wanted to get rid of Jared Goff so badly, they traded away three picks to get Matthew Stafford, which I think is obviously crazy and insane. No, uh, it's I wouldn't say crazy and insane. No, I think it's, the... it's, it's crazy and insane to think about that like a team wants to get rid of their quarterback so badly that they trade away three, two first-round picks, right, and another pick for a quarterback who's older but and I think more it, injured. I think it was more, more injured. But. Right, more a matter of the Lions just playing hardball with Stafford, right? Because it's clear that when he's healthy and has weapons, he can do really good things on offense. But No, I mean, I think Matthew Stafford is a significantly better quarterback than Jared Goff, no doubt about it. And Jared Goff's contract, no matter how good of a quarterback he is, he's never going to be the Patrick Mahomes level, so... 100%. I agree with you there. I mean, I was just, it's, it's just crazy to me that he signed this huge contract and two years later he's gone and they're giving up so much to trade for him when they're the ones that signed this huge contract in the first place. Like, bro, do, do some scouting on your own team. But. No, and listen, the Rams had a window with Goff anyways. Like, they were going to be a good team consistently year after year. And, like, they made a Super Bowl, didn't win, but Goff was the quarterback for that team. And if they kept Goff, I think their window was longer, but just not as firm. But now with Stafford, I think they have like a solid three, four year window in which they will be perennial championship contenders. Yeah, I mean, with, with Aaron Donald on that defensive front and the weapons and Sean McVay's coaching, I do agree that they're probably in the mix already in the NFC. But I mean, let me see. Matthew Stafford, 32 years old, 33 he's, years old. Yeah, so, he's not I mean, super old. He's not super old, but he's had a lot of injuries. So I think that's what like makes him feel older, but also just in general. He is like, like Tom Brady didn't have, many, he had one significant injury in his career, essentially, right? In 2000. It was a big injury, but yeah, it was. Yeah. But like he came back after that and like won an MVP, right? But like Matthew Stafford has now played at the level that he played pre-injury. So I I'm, I think a three to four win, year window is optimistic, but I do agree with everything else you said. They had, I think they could never win a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. But they could make the playoffs every single year for like the next five, six years. I think yes. now they can maybe only like with their quarterback make the playoffs for two to three years before Stafford retires. But they have a legitimate shot of potentially winning the Super Bowl each of those two to three years. So I think that's better for sure. Over under one Super Bowl for the Rams in the next three years. If you had to bet, what would you bet? Under, under. You don't the think NFC they'll win too, one? Do you, I mean, you still you have you have Aaron Rodgers in the NFC. You have Tom Brady in the NFC. That's already two quarterbacks that I significantly doubt you're going to get. And Dak Prescott's in the NFC. And I think that Dak Prescott is very good. And he has Zeke and he has Amari Cooper and he has some weapons. And I don't know, but I think it's difficult. And I also will, do. I will okay. never trust the Cowboys if. I will never. If trust ever the given Cowboys the choice, ever. I will never trust the Cowboys. Okay, dude. I, you have Russell Wilson in the NFC. Like your your division alone a, 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 has a, a, four of the best eight a, teams in the NFC. Let's t- let's talk about Russell Wilson real quick. He, he might be a Raider. You never know. I really, I really, really doubt that. I really what? So you think the like 
so Russell Wilson's biggest concern, I am getting sacked too much and my offensive line sucks, right? And the Raiders, what do they do? They trade away their best offensive lineman, Trent Brown, to the Patriots for basically nothing, but like two picks, like a fourth round pick, right? But did you see the thing about no. Russell Wilson, how he oh, wasn't on the Seahawks um, season ticket thing? Oh my God. The promo? He wasn't on, he was, how do you not put your MVP contending quarterback on your season ticket promo? Who's never gotten a single MVP vote in his career? Criminal. But no, but okay, no, but no, okay, I, okay, the Raiders were on Russell Wilson's, like, one of his preferred trade destinations, that list got shopped around, but like, his biggest concern was no offensive line, and the Raiders gave away their best offensive linemen, so I think Russell Wilson's just gonna be like, yo, Sierra, cross that off my list, screw Vegas, I know you love it there, but like, I'm gonna get sacked all the time, like I did in Seattle. Like the Raiders O line was good with or without Trent Brown. Like if the Raiders have that type of O line that like even if you just sub in someone, it's still a working O line. Don't know about that. Really don't know about that. They were good this past season, man. The O line or the team? The O line, not the team. The team was up and down, like so up and down. But the O line was good. Would you rather have Russell Wilson or Derek Carr? Russell Wilson. Don't even ever ask me that question. I don't know. I mean, you're just a really big like Derek, no, Derek Carr I, fanboy. But. Listen, I don't like the slander Derek Carr gets. I think he's a good quarterback who's been in some unfortunate situations. But he's not the problem. But if you're telling me we can upgrade to a Hall of Fame guy in his prime, I'm going to do it. <laughs> that That's dumb not to do it. No, I agree. I agree. Okay, so we covered Trent Brown. I guess we kind of covered Russell Wilson, and uh, we talked a little bit about Dak Prescott because he's going to be in Dallas for a long, long time—not long, Wait, I wanna, long time. I want to ask you now. Four you years, up, but you bring up Dak. So I was—I was talking to some of my high school friends, and hold on. Someone, first, let me say he—he he, he signed a four-year, hundred and sixty million dollar deal. Yes, well deserved, and especially given the injury and everything, super, super happy for the guy. He's awesome. Someone said. Dak is a top five quarterback in the league when healthy. I want to know which 10 quarterbacks you're taking before Dak because I have him at 11. Okay. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. Uh, who else? Um, I'm trying to go through every single. No, no. What? Um, whom I really need okay. To see this. Okay, Rogers. Are you ta- you're taking Rogers over Dak? Hundred percent. What? Yeah, Bra- dude. Brady over Dak. Yeah. Mahomes over Dak. Yeah. Deshaun Watson over Dak. Yes, Deshaun Watson. Of course. Of Josh course. Allen. Mm, I'd that, say yes. I'd rather have Josh Allen. One. That one's a split one. That Russell one's split. Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson. Lamar. I don't I'm know. Take, I'm I'm probably taking Lamar over. Dak. I don't know. Okay. For me, Dak Prescott is in like that sort of second tier of quarterbacks. We're like, like along the, Tan- the Tannehills. No, 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 no. Okay. I think tier one is like what Brady, Mahomes, Watson, Wilson, and uh, what like Lamar. Aaron Rodgers. You got, you got to put Lamar in there. For, for me, no, but sure, you can toss him in. But like, Okay, fine. Fine. Let's put Lamar in there because, like, okay, MVP winning quarterback slash Russell Wilson. That's that first tier. Okay. Yes. Second tier. I'd put Dak Prescott in there, Josh Allen in there. I'd put, like, very unbiasedly, but, like, statistically backed up, Justin Herbert in there for now. 
right? And if Philip Rivers was still playing, I'd put Philip Rivers in there, like Matt Ryan in there, like those types of players. And then like the third tier is like the Ryan Tannehill, like Kirk Cousins, like oh, Big Ben is in the second tier too, but like, you know, he kind of sucked, but not really slash whatever. Yeah, like he's for sure in like the first slash second tier, but like, but not right now. Is, I wouldn't put my, him in there. But my thing is like, why is Tannehill so low for you? I mean, dude, he's had like three good seasons in his career, but they've all been in the last. Well, his past two seasons have been awesome, and I don't I mean, think that's a fluke. Maybe it's just like I'm just so used to Tannehill being like the Dolphins bad. Tannehill. Yeah. He has had really good seasons, and like I know, I watch a lot of Titans games because I've had AJ Brown on my team for the last two years. So I've been—that's uh, fair. I've been watching a lot of Titans, and he's actually like thrown a lot better. And like, like I don't know. I think overall, like Derrick Henry has boosted his ability in the passing game so much. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think Ryan Tannehill is a significantly better quarterback than he was when when he was in Miami, which you know. Of course, this is fantastic and, and great for him. So. Okay, wait. Let me let me keep going on which quarterbacks you'd rather have instead of Dak. Really quickly. Kyler? No, I'd rather have Dak. Baker? Dak. Stafford? Dak right now. Joe Burrow? Dak right now. Herbert. That's like a really split one, but I think. Be objective about this. Don't. Be no, no. I, I, I was gonna say I, I think Dak because like Herbert's like, but it depends because like if 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 I if I'm an NFL GM, like, what Herbert costs nothing. Like Herbert's next two three years are gonna be like one year of Dak. You know, and like the potential for Herbert at least in the next year or two. To like, like we've seen Dak like has the potential to potentially make an NFC championship, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I think Herbert potentially has that as well, given a coach that doesn't basically lose them games on purpose. Like he's very good, right? So from a financial perspective, but from a skill perspective, Dak is way like not way better, but Dak is better right now. Like yes. Dak has proven himself to be also like a like reliable. He's worth passer. the money. He's worth the money. No, he's worth the money. I think. The issue with the Dallas Cowboys for the next four years will never be about Dak. And if it is, then it is. But I don't think it is. I think it's going to be about everything else around Dak. It's that defense. It's the offensive coordinator. It's the, the coaching scheme. It's like whatever. Like for the Since Dak has been drafted and became the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, the issue with the Cowboys, unless he's been injured, which has basically been this year, has never been about Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott has never been the reason why the Cowboys didn't do well. Maybe he's like not performed well in one game. But he's never been so bad where you're like, oh, yeah, you know, like he's not the right choice. He's consistently been like a top half slash top 10 quarterback in the league since he kind of rose to stardom after his like rookie year and sophomore year ish, you know? But that's that's the thing. Like I, I he just no, feels so- like it feels like a repeat of Tony Romo, like always going to be an upper tier quarterback, like in the top half of the league, puts up huge numbers, wins you games in the regular season. He's yet to prove that, like, second... Like, each quarterback, I feel like, reaches two levels. Like, there's the first level where you go from middling starter, like, a prove-it type of player to a star. I think Dak's reached that first level. So you think Dak's at the Matt Ryan, but not at the Aaron Rodgers level? I think Matt Ryan has proven himself by winning an MVP. I don't think he has... I mean, he he did win an MVP, but he didn't lose a 
you know. He lost the 20. Super Bowl. He lost the Super Bowl. No, he yes. lost the Super Bowl when he was up 28 to 3 in the third quarter. And that is a lot to do with the defense as well, I think. No, but I know, but of course, but I think what I'm saying is Okay, I'm trying to think of a good example. Lamar is where like Dak I is. no, I don't think Dak has gotten to where even Lamar is is what I'm saying. But I think Lamar has been in a better situation than Dak. I think Lamar, the defense for the Ravens, is significantly but better. You don't think De- the Cowboys have tried to get Dak as many weapons as possible? No, but also, it's not about the weapons you have. It's about how well the weapons fit. But also, I think, okay, basically, you, the the Cowboys have only had Zeke and Amari Cooper as their weapons. Like, like give me another weapon. Gallup. Oh yeah, Michael Gallup, a premier wide receiver. Dude, if he Who didn't did, play for the Cowboys, okay. if Michael, okay, if Gallup didn't play for the Cowboys and we didn't watch him every single day with Troy Aikman saying his name, we would have no idea who he was. He would be like Kenny Galladay, just a very underrated no, good receiver. No, Kenny Galladay is significant. Kenny Galladay makes insane catches and has thousand yard seasons and is like one of the better receivers in the league. Gallup is just some random guy that like the Cowboys have, and like he does okay. And because he's the Cowboys, we're like, oh yeah, he's good. Like I really who's think, the, the, who's the Oklahoma receiver they just drafted last year? Oh, CD Lamb. CD Lamb CD is Lamb. fantastic. He's okay, gonna he's be great. awesome. No, see, okay, CD Lamb is their their second best receiver and their second, probably only good receiver that they've had since Dak has been a good quarterback. Like I'm telling the receivers that Dak has had have not been great, and even Amari Cooper was not that good one of the years. He kept on dropping balls. So like I don't think you can make this argument that like oh Dak has been a good situation as Lamar. No way, dude. And not like Lamar has had fantastic receivers. Hollywood Brown has not proven himself. But, like, the way the Ravens run their offense, you don't need necessarily good receivers. And you have Mark Andrews, who I think is a top five tight end in the NFL. And the way Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, utilize him, 100%. He's super no, good. And no, you're right. Lamar's situation improved when the Ravens made him the system. Like, there's a difference. Yeah. Like, there, there's no, like, adhering to anything when you are the complete focal point of your offense what i'm saying for dak is that like if he's gonna be this traditional pocket passer guy mobile yes but he's just gonna fit the mold of your your typical nfl quarterback i'm waiting for him to take that second jump is what i'm saying no i agree with you but i think my, my biggest thing is like if you're the cowboys who else are you going to get on your team like what are the other options potentially like like and how how good are they if you don't take Dak, if you're like Dak, yeah go in free agency who are you gonna get because you i would not, you don't have a high draft pick like well what are your other options like what I, are the other options in the market i would try with my life to get alan robinson to the cowboys dude he just got franchise tagged by the bears so and he didn't like it no he he really hates the bears because the bears kind of suck speaking yeah. of which the bears hired tom herman on their offensive staff uh, hilarious but they also hired uh this one guy um hold on what's his name uh sean desai the bears hired sean desai the new defensive coordinator making him the first nfl coordinator of south asian and indian descent so shout out to sean desai the boy repping it for all the indian people product of columbia and the bears defense has always been and is still right now very good We'll get him on a pod. We'll get him on a pod. Oh, yeah. We'll get him on a pod. The guy that doesn't have any social media, we'll get him on a pod. But we're trying. Trust me. We'll try. But 100%, like, Allen Robinson should get out of Chicago. And I think Dallas is actually a good landing spot. But, I mean, dude, Kenny Galladay is a free agent now, right? 
Raiders need him, man. They released Tyrell Williams. Their receiving depth is a little lacking. I I don't know, man. Raiders are they haven't had the greatest offseason. Yeah, and then let's see who else. Marcus Williams got franchised by the Saints. Yep. So like does the cap even exist at this point? We've been asking this about basketball, football. I don't even know what the hell's going on with caps anymore, man. Yeah, I really like how can the Nets sign every single player and how can just, just think about the, the start just Think about this potential starting lineup real quick. Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. Is that one of the best starting fives of all time? I mean, dude, I, I Blake Griffin right now is equivalent to like Rui Hachimura. No, but there's always this thing with these players where like they just get traded and all of a sudden all their athleticism comes back. Dude, all of their will to win comes back. Like I genuinely think Blake was not happy with Jeremy Grant being the number one option on a Pistons team. And bro, like, there's there's bro, that Blake Griffin yes. hasn't dunked since 2019. In a, I know in, a, in two years. I know. Uh, yes, injuries. But I feel like there's something rejuvenating about playing in a championship situation. Dude, okay, walking in to what's the name of the the Brooklyn Barclay Center? Yeah, walking into Barclay Center. I've even been there. I don't know why I forgot. Walking into Barclay Center is not like drinking from the Holy Grail, okay? You don't just suddenly get back the ability to dunk after you haven't dunked in two years. And it's not like this has been his plan all along where like Blake Griffin's like, yeah, you know, I could probably dunk this year, but I don't want to show off my potential. And then I'll get traded to the Lakers or to the to the Nets, and then I'll win a chance. Like, that, that's not his way. He clearly cannot dunk. He clearly is not the player he was. I bet you he's going to dunk in his first game with the Nets. You, I'm down. Five dollars. I will it. bet you five bucks right now. Let's do it, kids. Don't God. don't don't gamble. Don't gamble. Five bucks. Five bucks. I'm so down. Dude, no. This, he... is, this is assuming he plays. <laughs> when when will he play? Is the question. But okay, yeah. back to football. Aaron Jones is potentially going to go to free agency. He didn't get tagged, but the Packers want to resign him. I think he's pivotal for that Packers team. They need Aaron Jones. He's so good. He's so so good, and he takes like like. He can have dominant games in a way that, like, Aaron Rodgers can just hand the ball off and do play action and, like, throw 10, 15 passes, and the Packers can win the game by, like, 25, 30 points. No, he's such a threat in, like, every level of the passing game. The short passing game screens. He's a really good intermediate pass catcher in traffic. And I feel like he's beaten some corners consistently. Like, he's not just some scrub running back who poses as this little short threat. Like, he's a very good downfield threat, too. So, I like him good on... I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he should get a long-term deal soon. Right? Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, he, he he's a running back, so you need to utilize him quickly, right? So yeah. sign him a three-year deal, get whatever you can out of him, and then move on to the next guy, which it sucks that running backs are like that, but it is what it is. Hunter Henry is going to be, like, he didn't get tagged, so he wants to sign a deal. And uh, Pat McAfee came out and said, oh, he's going to go to the Patriots. And I'm like, bro, you really think the Patriots are going to shell out money? Like, Hunter Henry wants as much money as possible. And in my head, I'm like, you think the Patriots are going to spend money to get Hunter Henry? Like, no way. Hunter Henry is, like, a legitimately great running, like, not really, great tight end. He's great in the, like, run blocking game. He's great patching, catching passes. And one thing that's, like, I've seen is I follow a lot of the Chargers on, on Twitter and Instagram. And, like, Hunter Henry's been going golfing with Justin Herbert and Gabe Neighbors, our fullback, and also Justin Herbert's roommate. 
Like they've all been going golfing like every single day these past two weeks. You want In to join my them? mind, like Hunter Henry is going to re-sign with it. It would be very surprising if like he's still such good friends with these guys off the field. And then we'll just be like, yeah, like we had a decent season last year, so much potential this year with a new head coach, a new offensive coordinator, but I'm dipping bye-bye. No, he'll like, be back. He'll be back. No, yeah. But I think a potential for the Patriots is Jonu Smith. He's not going to be on the Titans anymore, but not like free agency. Maybe they'll re-sign him, but like, I don't know. I think like Jonu Smith, severely underrated. Ryan Tannehill did great with him, caught a good amount of touchdowns last year, and I think... John Smith is one of those people to watch to potentially go to New England. I think that could be like because he's he's not this high profile guy that Hunter Henry is, so they can sign him on a more player friendly, right, team friendly deal for the Patriots, which is what they want, right? Not spend a ridiculous amount of money on on skill players, and bam, you got a tight end that like I think Cam Newton can definitely work with. Right, and we've seen Cam succeed with an like an awesome tight end, and if. Well, based on last season, Cam really didn't have that many options throwing the ball. Like we, we saw a lot of his work in the run game. We saw a very inconsistent passing game throughout, and some of it was because of COVID. Some of it was injury, but Cam just wasn't Cam in the passing game. And I feel like a tight end is the first step towards kind of seeing a little bit of what we got used to in Carolina. No, hundred percent. And Super Bowl champs Bucks Levante David resigned. Uh, good news for them, obviously. I think that's like a two-year deal. Yeah, it's, it's a two-year deal. And I think um, they still got to sign... Who else? Uh, not Devin. They still have God- one more guy. Godwin God- was franchised. No, they still have one more... They still have one more linebacker. They have three linebackers. Devin White, uh, Sha- Shaq Barrett. Shaq I think Shaq Barrett. Barrett yes. Like They need to resign, but... Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, good job for the defending champs, I guess. And Dan Bailey goes bye-bye. But, oh, Chris Carson on the Seattle Seahawks. They, they don't use his tag. So, I mean, hopefully he'll be re-signed. I mean, barring injuries, I think he's a really good running back. And I think a good yeah. weapon for... The problem Wilson. with Carson is he's just always hurt. Yeah. He's, I've never seen, like, consistent stretches of health from him and he has like the like not weirdest but like he had turf toe and like he had a broken toe and then like he came back one game and like went off and the next game like he's like just injured on and off like and you hate to see that from a running back so yeah yeah i don't know hopefully he gets it together i mean yeah and okay only one day of free agency has passed for us so like when we were recording this so this is kind of all that's happened but that's all i have do you have anything else i don't know you want to do like one minute on like the all-star game and I don't know. Cool stuff. Sure. I like okay. the Dame Steph half court contest in the middle of the game. Kind of random. And yeah. Steph Curry is really good at shooting. Yes, yeah. that was an awesome three point contest. Mike Conley made it really, really fun. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know Steph Curry was that good at shooting the three, and then I watched it and I was like, oh wow, maybe he's actually like a decent shooter. So that was really surprising to me. That was like, you know, good to you see. Know, fate of the universe. One shot to win it all. Russians are coming to Earth. I want Iguodala. Yeah, and I can't God believe... God damn Max Kellerman, yo. I can't believe... The slam dunk contest was terrible. I mean... Cassius Stanley had an awesome dunk that bro, just did not listen, get the credit it deserved. Cassius Stanley jumped off his right leg and then went through the right leg. No, no, no. He, no he, he jumped off his left leg and went through the left leg. Oh, okay. Oh, I saw it backwards. Yes. Okay. What he jumped off and went through the same leg he jumped off, which requires yes. a tremendous amount of skill. And the dunk didn't even get a fifty. It's because he made it. He made it look too easy. Like, <laughs> yeah, dunk contest was kind of boring, like usual. 
<laughs> Skills yeah. challenge, both big guys in the finals. Yeah, Sabonis wrecked it. Good stuff for him. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you What do you think about LeBron and Steph playing on the same team for the first time? I liked it. They were obviously they really. I'm just disappointed in LeBron, man. Ever since the whole vaccine comments came out, I'm very disappointed in him. Why are you disappointed? In him? Oh, did, did you not see what he said, or did you see what he said? Was that or? today? No, no, no. It was like on the weekend when like asked about um, whether he's gonna get the vaccine or not. What he was say? like, "Oh, like my family, like it's a private thing." This is that, that's he said that's a conversation that my family and I will have. Pretty much keep that to a private thing. And I'm like, bro, like I you, respect no, dude, that. He, okay, he he's one of the world. Oh, are you agreeing with me or disagreeing with me? I don't agree or disagree. I just think that each family doesn't have to like publicize whether they're getting the vaccine or not. Okay, no, but if you do get the vaccine, especially if you're like probably the world's biggest athlete right now, and especially like there's there's a history, of, you know, uh, like legitimate history and like for good reason, like right. But like there's a good amount of people in the demographic of African Americans and Black people that don't necessarily trust vaccines. Again, for good reason, right? But like you need to encourage like the demographic that like you can speak to most directly potentially to get the vaccine if you're gonna get it like if you're not gonna get it then maybe this is the response you give but if you are gonna get it then why don't you just come out and say yo i'm gonna get it. like even Stephen a smith like came out today and said i'm said getting the vaccine get yep. you guys should get it too whatever like not whatever yeah i guess i mean i didn't i didn't know he just said like i'm gonna keep it private and like okay listen there's no criticism for saying he's gonna keep it private but there is like maybe you should say oh no i'm you are I'm, gonna get it I am criticizing him for saying he's going to keep it private. To, to each his own. If it, if it's like a family thing, like I, I'm not going to go out and like announce that my family got the vaccine or anything. Like I'll say, like it's it's a personal thing. Like I'll say, like I got it. Like okay. I'll definitely do that. But, but okay, but he he's making this a family thing when he can just he is. I'm not saying he has to speak for his whole family, but he's not going to come out and say like right based on his statement. He said, I'm not going to come out and say whether I got it or not, slash whether I'm going to get it or not. It's also about him. Like, he's saying, I'm not going to tell people whether I got it. And he's saying, oh, the reason is because it's a family thing. It's my family should know, whatever. But like, I think also, no, because there's also the thing that, like, right now, like, yes, they're NBA players, but they technically don't fall under No, I mean, okay, okay phase granted, one. but he's, he could be like, I'm excited to get the vaccine when I'm able to. It's a very simple statement, you know, but, like, this is sure, LeBron sure, James. Sure. He is second slash first best player ever most influential athlete of the last 15 20 years besides kobe bryant especially in the terms of basketball right and yes. so like he has like worldwide but especially in the u.s right huge appeal if lebron james said i'm taking the vaccine i trust the science right like that could be like a, a big deal right it's yes. like yes. i mean and, considering and, the reach he has on and it's, it's not media. just the fact that like he's black or whatever like if any like, if Tom Brady came out and was like, I'm, I don't feel comfortable, like, I would criticize him, too. Like, I think if you're going to take – I think the biggest point is if he's going to take the vaccine, why doesn't he come out and say, I'm taking the vaccine? If he's not going to, then this is the answer he should give. This is the good answer the PR reps would craft, you know? But mm. if he is going to take it, why be like, oh, like, I, it's a private decision. Like, that just makes it more suspicious, you know? Right. Yeah, and we I, we'll see – what ends up happening but i'm not gonna read into it too much right now I just... yeah i mean I, I just also it's based on adam silver's comments like maybe last week or a few weeks ago where he was like maybe it wasn't his comments but i think it came out that like a lot of nba players are not potentially gonna get the vaccine slash are skeptical of, of, of getting it you know like mm -hmm. and like i think what the league i think what the league needs to do is i like right now they do have programs for stuff like personal finance and 
how to navigate entering the league for the first time. I think there needs to be some sort of public health, like Bro, clinical these appropriateness. Guys, no, these guys will be like, oh yeah, doctor, fix my knee. And the doctor will fix their knee. And the I'm, same not saying, will... I'm not saying for that. I'm saying because of the times they're in oh, right no, no, now. No, I I'm agree. There just, should be... just in my head makes no sense where like, a do- like an athlete will be like, oh yeah, doctor, fix my knee. And the doctor will fix the athlete's knee. When the same doctor is like, oh yeah, remember my knee, you, like the, the knee of yours that I fixed? And it's like, oh yeah, you did a great job. I'm 100% back to normal. Thank you. The doctor will be like, oh yeah, you should take this vaccine. The athlete will be like, oh, I don't trust the vaccine. There, there's different people. Like the, the people doing knee surgery and knee procedures are completely different than the public no, health it's, officials it's who are it's guiding. Science. It's all okay. the same science. You're pigeonholing like 200 different branches of science into one thing. No, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, no, it's like, it's, it's like saying that you like, it's it's all like the the same science that is used, like for knee surgeries, is like the same fundamental basis for like why vaccines work, right? Like it's all medicine. It's all basic medicine as to why like, like or it's like it's like, I don't do you understand. I, yes. I feel like I just think there's a like there's obviously a gap in terms of like just understanding conceptually how a vaccine works in terms of like antibodies and how long bro, they, pe- the, like the incubation period of vaccine, a virus. People come up with the idea of a vaccine like. Like a lot of stupid people come up with the idea of vaccine by themselves. People that are super anti-vax should be like, "Listen, guys, I just thought of this. Why don't we inject ourselves with small doses of the virus, and that way our body can build like our, our immune defenses against that?" And people are like, "Bro, don't you know what a vaccine is? Like, that's literally exactly what it is." People come up with like the idea of vaccine is honestly like if you think about it, very intuitive. Yes. But, Listen, anti-vaxxers are just a special kind of people that I hope to never ever associate with. Anyways, yeah, we'll see how this LeBron situation goes. I don't, I don't really want to read too much into it. Like, let him do what he wants, but it would be cool if he did promote his platform. But I think that's... I don't really have much else to say. That was a pretty... I don't yeah, know. That was a dense yeah, episode. It, was, it, it wasn't super long, but I think we covered a lot of stuff. And maybe we'll start covering baseball soon because spring training has been happening. And I feel like we should do a cu- uh, like a customary a hockey update. Yeah, sure. At hockey. So, so, but I mean, hockey is so, I just don't get the chance to, to, I don't know. I feel like when I was a kid or even in high school or college, I used to watch every single sport. And now I Dude. just, I, I don't, I don't have the effort. The time, man. It's the time. It, the time is there. It's just, I'd rather, I'd much rather just lay in my bed and be on Twitter than watch a hockey game. Some yeah, days. I, uh, hockey used to excite me so much and now it just doesn't. I feel like no, all the players I grew up players. with are just, I mean, no, I agree, but like Connor McDavid is this guy that's no, like, he's also awesome. Sidney awesome. Crosby, who like not that we grew up with Sidney Crosby, but we kind of did. No, him and Ovechkin are still killing it. Yeah, so it's not like, it's not like, yeah, I think honestly, no, I know, me, but like, like with Patrick Marlowe getting no, old, Joe Thornton, maybe it's because for us, we're Sharks fans, and the Sharks just suck right now. And yeah, yeah, man, everything fell off after with the Stanley Cup and got swept. But I will never forget the days of Evgeny Nabokov and Niemi because Martin oh Jones God. right now is struggling. Dude, those the, those Sharks days were, were the best. But I yeah, that's all I have. Is that all you have? Pretty much, buddy. Uh, that, that's all you have. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Locked In Podcast. Stay connect with us. Stay connected with us on Instagram podcast.lockedin, and then stay connected with us on. Uh, Twitter, locked in underscore pod. Listen to our older episodes if you're interested. We'll try and get some cool guests on. Maybe Sean Desai. Hopefully, we'll hop on a pod soon to talk about being the first Indian, Indian American, South Asian head coach, or not head coach, sorry, coordinator in the NFL. That'd be dope. Maybe hopefully head coach soon. Hopefully. TBD. 
Yeah. But yeah. And as always, stay safe and wash your hands. Wash your hands, people. Peace. Thank mm-hmm. you.